All right, let's get into our form preview with uh, with the team. We've got uh, Brody Nixon on the line, who joined us earlier on with the the trial spies. Uh, morning again, Brody. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Brad Gray as well. Morning to you, Brad. How'd you find Ramwick today? Yeah, good morning, fellas, and good morning to all the listeners. Yeah, it's not a bad little meeting. I think there's a few little edges to be found throughout it. Uh, interesting enough is the rail position. I think that's the first port of call. So 11 metres, 1,000 to the winning post, and 7 metres the remainder. So we don't often see the rail out that far. The last time that I have it in my records uh, was April 2022. So you're going back a fair ways, and that was a heavy 10. So I think that's a little bit deceiving. The jockeys went to the outside fence. But if we lose using last week as a bit of a, a benchmark, uh, where the rail was out 9 metres and 7 metres, it was pretty fair. So on a firm track today, good four. I expect uh, all runners to get their chance again. All right, and Hurls is on the line. Hurls, we're broadcasting live from the Seven Hills Hotel here out on the Prospect Highway. This would be one of your old haunts, wouldn't it? Morning, mate. I actually did a bit of a tour <laughs> to my old haunts during the week uh, out in the western suburbs. Did uh, visit a few pubs that I hadn't been in for quite a while, but Seven Hills wasn't one of them, but I believe the renovations uh, are going to be great or are great there, and it'll be a good day out there today. Dave Stanley leading in the Merry Dance, I believe. Yeah, no, it will be pretty jovial a bit later on for sure. Dave's here from from 9am. Let's get straight into it then, guys. Race number one is for the two-year-olds. 1,400 metres hurls. What's uh, happening with the market? Yeah, Little Pumpers, uh, the favourite. It's been well-backed uh, right throughout the week. We took a bit of $1,000 this morning. It's $3 into two eighty now. Just looking at the deductions here, mate. Sunlord, two by three and zero. Johnny B. Swift and Pirate. So we go to the Little Pumper, three dollars to two eighty. Six to six fifty. Canadian Ruler, nine dollars for Mad Deal. Tom uh, Biller is a twenty-three dollar chance. Sixty-one for Out of Candy. Dumb Believe in twenty-three. Fifty-one for Marinaro. Sound the Siren, thirteen. Two hundred and one dollars for Forbidden Rift. Lady Soans is a twenty-one dollar chance. Eight dollars, uh, make that eighteen dollars rather. Colors of Autumn. I am famous. Seven dollars into six fifty. Eleven dollars. Private Legacy and Crusader Razor. Not much activity away from this favourite. The little pumper clearly best backed. Speed okay here. The little pumper goes forward. Barry one probably holds the front. Canadian ruler, I imagine, gets a dig uh, from the the gate and, and probably sits outside a little pumper in the run. And then you've got the likes of Kumbaila. And I am famous taking up positions just in behind. A few horses here, though, that just like to find their feet and hit the line, Brody. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting race. A lot of these horses getting up to 1,400 metres for the first time. 14, 1, 13, and 3, my numbers. I'm just keen to take on this favourite private legacy because I think the daughter of the Autumn Sun is screaming out for 1,400 metres more than any other horse in the race. On debut behind Determined Meek, hit the line strongly after only really seeing clear running room in the last furlong and then stepped up to Warwick Farm behind Taya Mina. Now, I've stamped that Phillies race as a race to follow. They went out quicker than the boys and they came home quicker. I know it was raining throughout the day, so they did have the deteriorating track, but the boys, they only ran 30 minutes later, so I'm really keen to follow that Tayamina race, and Private Legacy, she really got warm through the line. I think she gets right out to the 1,400 metres with suits and drops some 58 kilograms right down to the 52 and a half following Zach Lloyd's claim. And from gate number eight, I think she should thrive over at Randwick this afternoon. The Little Pumper, $3 into $2.80, as Hurls mentioned, good support, and he dominates this map, should find the fence. First runners a gelding for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott was sensational. Really destroyed his opposition from the front. Had a nice tick over trial in between and he's going to be awfully hard to get past. I am famous, the little sister of classique legend. 
I really liked her trial. She overdid it, so she does get the nose roll this afternoon. And I think $6.50, if you're keen on her, is a fair price. I see she has been well-found early in from $10. And I think whatever she does this campaign, she's going to be a vastly better horse at three. At Mad Deal, I know she went back to last at Kembla Grange last start and hit the line strongly. Expect that horse to land much closer from gate number four. Did jump well that day and was restrained back. 14, 1, 13 and 3. I think Private Legacy is the value bet of the day. Yeah, I'll found her as well. Give her strength in the opener. 14, 1, 11 and 13. Yeah, I too concur that she is desperate for 1,400 metres. Nice big track at Randwick. Plenty of time to balance up and really charge late with a little cherry on top. Just being the lightweight that she carries after the claim of Zach Lloyd. Uh, I like that Phillies race there through Warwick Farm uh, as well. One the little pumper. Uh, he's the starting point in the race in terms of what he's done to date. He's got a depth of form that none of his rivals can match here. He was a dominant winner there first up. I don't think he beat much, but you can only beat what's in front of him. And he did it pretty comfortably at the end. Has been back to the trial since. Uh, Flag of Honour actually won this race 12 months ago. And, and maybe he's on a similar trajectory there, joining up with the early season three-year-olds in time. 11, Lady Soames. Found her a little bit hard to line up, but at the odds, I want to be respectful of her chances. She was a, a dominant winner herself at Taree, just at a, a second start. And the time compared favourably across the meeting. We've seen the runner-up since when at Gunnedah, and 13, I am famous. I still think she's got a few little chinks to work out in terms of her racing pattern. Interesting enough that the nose roll goes on today just to get her to drop her head, but she does look a talent and does have that big pedigree, uh, as Brody touched on, 14, 1, 11, and 13. Race number two is the midway, 1,600 metres this week. Uh, competitive as always, Hurls. Yeah, and a big field as well. Uh, deductions here, main stage zero, eight by eight, Pharaoh's Rain, Olympic Gaze, zero, 12 by 11, Ruby Flyer, Forecaster, and Trust the Process, zero. Leaves us up the top here with Dr. Evil, $11 to $10 this morning, seven fifty DiMaggio, Deccan and Tail, eight to eight fifty. Our favourite, Oakfield Waratah, uh, went up five fifty earlier in the week. It's three sixty now, so clear favourite. Un-American at $13, Karma Zone, 34 Gee, there's been a move here for Ripped. Opened up at $23 when the market went up on Wednesday. It's into $9 now, so it's a good support uh, for Ripped. Baranoff, a 14 $7 Timpanus, went up $10 for it. 17 Lease, Apache Bell, uh, 51 19 Vane Invader, Clear Blonde at 34 and Cyan at $61. So, uh, as I said, a good move there for Ripped early doors. Today, early doors, it is about the favourite Oakfield Waratah. We have lost a couple of speed horses this morning. Pharaoh's Rain uh, opting for a later race. Ruby Fly coming out and main stage coming out. But you've got Vane, Invader and Lease uh, who will sort themselves out at the top end. And then I think you'll find Oakfield Waratah just takes a lovely trail in behind the speed. And the same can be said with DiMaggio here, Brody. Yeah, very interesting race. The midway is always over the mile. I've steered into Tempanist. I think coming to Randwick this afternoon is the key push for this horse. 13 6 7 and 11 my numbers. Tempinus was really good last start behind Touristic, who just about franked the form last week with a fantastic run against the pattern of the day. Now, he does get back to the mile, which is the one query for me, but or basically all campaign, he has been racing at Rose Hill between the 1,400 metres and the 1,800 metres, albeit he's run really well. Rose Hill is not his track. He loves especially the Randwick Kensington, and I think from gate number four this afternoon, Tom Sherry sticking aboard, hopefully lends him a little bit closer, because if he does get clear running, he's going to savage the line. You look back to the run, two runs go behind. Oakfield Waratah was defeated six lengths, but settled just about last on the fence that day from the inside gate. He doesn't have too much tactical versatility, but I really do hope, especially with those speed horses coming out this morning, he can land slightly closer. 
Oakfield Waratah, the favourite, really does push all its claims once again this afternoon up to the mile. Gets every single chance from the draw. Has got some really nice form behind the likes of Wind Shadow, Miss Fabergé and also Resonator. You know what it's going to produce and it's going to be awfully hard to get past. Un-American. I think this horse is going really well. It's just screaming out for slightly further. Hit the line strongly behind Mutamani. Defeated two and a half lengths, although it didn't frank the form as a heavily backed Galloper last week was good behind Touristic and also the Galloper out of the Annabelle Nisham yard and Rip Best the rest in for fourth. 13, 6, 7 and 11, but another tricky midway. Yeah, 6, 3, 13 and 4. I'm typically going around in circles when I do the form for these midways, but not so much this week. I just found Oakfield Waratah so hard to tip against. He just gets such a likeable setup here. He was a, a good winner of Midway Company two starts ago. He may have been flooded there by a perfect ride and the lack of pressure on paper, which did suit those closer to the speed, but he won with authority, won with a leg in the air. Since then, uh, he was tested in pretty handy company there behind Resonator and Grassler Styler. Either of those, uh, you'd be backing with plenty of confidence in a race like this. And he did jump hard in the market, so there was plenty of market respect. He maps to get the run of the race again and, and should take care of these at the $3.60 quote. DiMaggio reluctantly jumping off him. I uh, had him on top there last start, but he gets a likeable setup. I think he can improve off that. Fourth up, 1,600 metres. Another nice draw, and Rory Hutchings seems to have the key to this horse. 13, Timfinist. I can see the angle there that, that Brody is going with. Uh, he's a big, imposing gelding. He just hasn't had room to wind up uh, at his most recent starts. He was good there last time out, and if he does get a bit of clear running, uh, we know he's hard to hold out. And four, Decadent Tail. Do you want a horrible barrier? Uh, a little bit less scary after scratchings, but if she gets the chance to blend into the race at the right time, uh, she isn't without some knockout hope. 6-3-13-4. Luke Marlow in race two is tipping number 13, Timpanist on top to beat 11, Ripped 6, Oakfield Waratah and 4, Decadent Tail 13, 11, 6 and 4 from Luke in race number 2 who's filling in for Darren Flindell who's taking a break and I should have mentioned Luke's tips in race 1. He's tipping number 2 Canadian ruler to beat 13, 1 and 12. 2, 13, 1 and 12 from Luke in race 1. That takes us to race number 3 then. Hurls the uh, Tab Highway. This one a class 3 this week over 1200 metres. Yeah, they're never easy. This week is a similar story. Now Baradas is the only horse that attracts any deduction here. It's a minor one, just one cent the win, zero. Uh, it's one cent the place, a bigger pun, zero the win. Press forward, just go bang, British Statesman, Taylor's one behind the storm, all come out, but zero deduction. At the top, we've got Wild Irish Rover, 8.50 to nine. $9 into $7, Zaru went up $12 for it. $19, Ostracized, Dernston, $10. 4.40 for Iron Will makes it favourite. 6.50 early doors. Mark Hassan at 17. 21 for Kennelly. We've got uh, Take the Kitty at $10. 17 for All About Roy. Rogue Loon, $10. 7.50 to 8. Melody again. Master of Rewards at 31. And Tai Lung is a $14 chance. Well, most popular runner here has been since the opening whistle has been Zaru for, Jake, uh, for Zach Lloyd, rather. Yeah, Zaru will be hoping there's a bit of pressure here, and he should get it. Uh, you've got Wild Irish Rover, I imagine, makes a beeline for the front, given how dominant he was adopting similar tactics there last. Uh, Iron Will won't be too far away. Rogue Loon coming across from the gate, all about Roy, Dernstein, uh, and Take the Kitty, just looking for trails in behind the speed here, Brody. 
My number's here for the highway 6, 3, 10 and 12. I'm going to be holding my breath late with Iron Will. I love the early support as well for this horse. Had a good trial behind Poker Jack, a very, very fast conveyance as well, who you see go around later on in the card. Billy Owen was aboard in the troll, has been aboard this galloper basically the whole time, and I've been really keen to follow him follow, even early on in his career, and he, before he tackled some fairly nice midweek company, was often jumped on speed that day, and just copped a bit of pressure, especially that day at Warwick Farm at a bench mark 64. Hopefully he's come back a much better horse this campaign. The troll signified that he might have just done that and from gate number 6 should roll forward. The 1200 metres is a query. He hasn't ticked that box just yet. Was good behind Super Extreme at Ramwick on the 4th of February earlier this year from a wide gate. So that gave me a bit of confidence. He was brave, only defeated two lengths that day and hopefully from gate number 6 can secure a nice soft run in transit. But Zaru, I will be holding my breath. This horse is going to be absolutely charging home. A replication of that run last start over the 1,200 metres getting to Ranwick He's going to be very, very hard to hold out. Take the kitty, $10. I've got in as best of the rest. Looking to shoot three on the bounce. Very much in form for the Matt Dunn stable and rogue loon eleven dollars in for fourth six three ten and twelve yeah three zaru on top for me three thirteen six and five he looks to have returned as well as ever this time back i love the his late strength there on both occasions 1200 meters third up draws a gate that can see him settle a touch handier he by no means won't be fighting out the front there but he can at least settle midfield and from there i think he's going to be hard enough to hold out 13 melody again she looks at a smart filly going places whether today's the right setup She's a little bit nervous about barrier one, uh, given her lack of gate speed and whether she finds herself buried away on the fence. But whatever she does here, I think she's worth following through the grades. Six, Iron Will. My concern was the same as Brody in terms of just the 1,200 metres first up and whether it would just be pedalling late there. But Tash Burley seemed pretty confident uh, that that won't be too much of an issue today. So if she's confident, uh, the pundits can take a little bit of confidence out of that. And if he's ridden with cover, every chance that he can just stretch that to 1,200 metres. But if this was 1,100 metres, he'd be on top. And five, Dernstein uh, comes into this through a pretty handy race there at Gosford with the form being franked a number of times since. So three, 13, six and five in the highway. Yeah, Luke Marlowe's going with number three on top, Zaru, to beat 13 Melody again, six Iron Will and five Dernstein. Three, 13, six and five from Luke in race number three. Race four, the best of Bordeaux at Coolmore Handicap, benchmark 78, 1,800 metres. Louisville favourite here, Hurls. He's one of mine. Yeah, well, the uh, punters figure will be winning today. It's $2.80 favourite. Masquerade comes out three by three. The deduction, really serious. El Bravo. Uh, no deduction, 8 by 9 for Timpanus. We go to Mahagoni. It's a $9.50 chance. $7 to eight fifty this morning. Now back to $7 for Estadio Mastella. Verona, 17 six fifty four Camagüey. Special Envoy, 16 Got to 18 Back to 15 Favourite Louisville went up three eighty two ninety two eighty this morning. 15 to 14 Villadon. Awesome Wonder, nine fifty sixteen for Don Pedro. And Pharaoh's Reign at, at $10.00. Louisville, another ride for Zach Lloyd. He's the Jockey's Challenge favourite today. He's our favourite, 290 to 280, and clearly best-backed. He looks hard to beat. The only possible knock is how big of a head start he's going to be forced to give away, looking at the map here. But at the top end, there should be enough pressure for every horse to get their chance with Pharaoh's reign here. Don Pedro, blinkers first time, 1,800 metres, no weight on his back. Special envoy comes across. And even Verona showed a bit of speed last time. And then you throw Villadon into the mix as well. So, yeah, Louisville is hard enough to beat, but you'd think, uh, yeah, he'd get the pressure to suit here, Brody. 
And I've got him on top as well. Seven, nine, eight, and 10. Louisville, the wide gate, I think it's a bit of uh, positive and a negative, of course. The really wide gate from gate number nine, we know he's just going to be just about at the rear of the field, but this horse doesn't really have a turn of foot. If he had a drawn maybe gate five, six, seven, it would have been much, much better to really dive into this horse. I think $2.80 still is just about a fair price. I can't see him firming too much with that map, but as mentioned, he doesn't really have that instant turn of foot when Aristonis had all the momentum built down the outside, got over the top of him last start at Randwick over the mile. Aristonis, albeit didn't get the job done at Caulfield, jumped ahead back favourite, just left way too much to do from the wide gate. Before that at Warwick Farm, sustained a good run three wide. Now, didn't break the clock that day, but he, the way he went about his business was very impressive. And he was just out sprinted on his Australian debut over 1,400 metres at Newcastle. He's the one horse in this race I'm confident still is on a big upside and he can really work through the grades. If not this campaign, I think he's one to watch out for second preparation with Chris Waller. And of course, the 52 kilograms of Zach Lloyd is just a fantastic push as well. Awesome wonder. I'm convinced this horse is absolutely airborne. Gets Rachel King as well following that fantastic ride on Thursday in the Grafton Cup. I think Awesome Wonder's gone really well. Would love 2,000 meters, but it's the same queries from Louisville. This horse is going to be last and left a lot of work to do. Villadin, slightly unlucky last start, running fairly. Just the question for this gelding, is his class against this sort of opposition? And Don Pedro, have to put this horse in, drops right down in great. Right down in grade, try again. With Robbie Dolan aboard from gate number two, I think he's going to run a nice race. But Louisville looks one of the hardest horses to beat on the card. Just needs some luck. Seven, nine, eight, and ten. Hard to disagree with that. Seven, one, ten, and four gets in with the featherweight. Uh, I like that form reference through Aristonis. And although he was beaten last start, if you watch the replay, I did like that surge that he was putting in through the line uh, to beat the rest of the field pretty comfortably at the finish. So 1,800 metres, holds no fears. And if he can blend into the race at the right time, his rivals will be doing well to hold him out. One Mahagoni, another backmarker in this race. So the same query with him in terms of how big of a head start he's forced to give away. But I do think scratchings help this morning in terms of uh, the start that he's giving away there, turning for home. But he's the class runner here. He comes back from Benchmark 88 company. He never got into the race second up. That was over the 1,500 metres. It was on speed dominated, and he was a third up winner last campaign. So a nice little sense of timing about him. I've also got Don Pedro in the numbers. Whether he has the class to figure in Saturday company, I don't know. But he gets a very likeable setup. The shades go on. 1,800 metres and drops 9 kilos and will bounce out and put himself right on top of the speed. And Kamagwai, he has to tick that 1,800 metre box, but he gets the right setup to do that. Just gets a lovely smother in behind the speed. He covered ground there last start. Uh, was a little bit unlucky in defeat. 7-1, 10 and 4. Luke Marlowe's got the four on top, uh, Louisville. Uh, sorry, there's seven on top in race four. Seven, Louisville to beat nine, four, and two in race number four. Race five, City Tattersall's group handicap. Three-year-olds at benchmark 72 here, Hurls. Queen Durham, zero deduction. One set to place, Orbalant. We've got Atashi, five by six. One set to win for Spicy Hot Pot and Zakaya. The other scratching there, zero deduction. Master Showman, 8.50 out to 9.50. Never fails, 19 to 21. Time to boogie. Went up $12 for it, 7.50 this morning. $15 Ramones. Our favourite, High Dubai, $3.30. But Tintuki is right on its hammer. It's 3.70 to 3.50. Atlantic Ocean, 31. 17, Capital Queen. Dakota Vroom, 7.50 and 23 for Euros. Most popular runner is Tintuki and may even push for favouritism. Yeah, we've lost five this morning, but four of them were dead set backmarkers. So the speed is still there. Time to boogie. High Dubai, Master Showman. Ramones coming across, never fails, was an all-the-way 
uh, winner there first up and Capital Queen can just hold up and hold some kind of prominent position from the gate. So no mucking around here in the early stages. Absolutely not. This is going to be a fantastic race to watch. And I think going forward, there's going to be a few winners come out of this as well. And what's interesting to note is a lot of these horses, there's not many first or second up. A lot of these horses are race fit, so they're going to go along at a speed. And I think the best horse is going to win the race. And I'm hoping that is Tintuki. That inside draw is so important for this horse. Last couple of runs has produced some monster runs from the back of the field at Rose Hill, 1,100 metres. and gets the ultimate reverse to Ramwick N1200, a big track, low draw. This horse should settle just behind the speed, if not a couple of pairs back, lap up the fast speed and be awfully hard to hold out. Josh Parr's been aboard all preparation. Now, Brett Preble does go aboard the three-year-old filly, but last campaign, Brett Preble rode her a host of times, including winning at Gosford, third up over the 1,200 metres, and you'd say she's going much better this campaign than she was last preparation as well. Dakota Vroom, I was really keen to find her on Wednesday at Canterbury. They've opted to come here to Saturday, so you do have to respect the stable, of course, when they do offer a race like this. Now, she's very well-bred, the daughter of Kat. She was sensational behind Parazel when bleeding from both nostrils. I think she's a star going forward, and I think she's going to thrive on a dry track. Her wheels are spinning in that slowly run Warwick Farm race. She wobbled around the corner, but the last 50 to 100 metres, she really knuckled down, and I think she's one horse that's going to lap up the fast pace. Hide you by 1100 metres Rose Hill to 1200 metres Ranwick. Unlike Tintuki, who's a big positive for that horse, Hide you by is the opposite. I think it's a big negative. Does get the Zach Lloyd claim, but it's getting quite short now. It's going to have a host of pressure. Time to boogie Master Showman going forward. And Capital Queen, I've absolutely no idea what to do with this horse. Had a trial in May, went quite fairly, haven't seen it then, went over to Victoria as well, had a look. There was no jump outs that I could find. But you do have to respect the stable, started $31 behind Aft Cabin. 9, 12, 7, 11, this is going to be one ripping race. Yeah, I'm happy to have a spec on Capital Queen here at the price, 11, 9, 12 and 1. I think it tells you everything you need to know, that they were happy to depend her at just her second start there in the Group 3 Eskimo Prince, where she wasn't completely out of the market. I know she failed there, but she was... Ridden for speed to offset the gate and just uh, knocked up that last little bit, beaten six lengths. But you're talking six lengths behind Half Cabin, Zoo Tiger and Ossipanko. So just the one soft trial ahead of her return. She parked in behind the speed and should get a chance to do something. I'd love to see a little bit of market support for her in that last uh, 10 minutes of betting. Nine tin tuki. Uh, no knock in terms of the setup. No, she's been an eye catcher in her two runs back. She's just had wide gates to blame. That's not the excuse now. 1,200 metres holds no fears, and she should get the pressure to suit. 12 to Coat of Room. She was a good winner there first up at the midweeks, and you think the step up to, to 1,200 metres, given her late strength, looks perfect. Uh, she profiles like a, a filly that can charge through the grades. And one, Master Showman. Always reluctant to underestimate him. He doesn't have the star power. Maybe a few here or, or the, a few here or the upside. Uh, but that said, he's just tough, he's honest, and he just refuses to lie down. So he'll be a, a tough nut to crack once more. 11-9, 12-1. In race five, Luke Marlowe's going with the nine, Tintuki on top. Nine, seven, 12, and one in race five. Race number six on the card, the tab handicapped 1,400 metres at benchmark 88 hills. Yeah, Vienna Princess is our favourite. Uh, only a small field. There's been support here for Pizarro at $7.50. Looking at the full market here, as I just refresh my screen for you, and races 1-6 to six today, Ramwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm. Using your tab account, please say win bet. If your horse runs a second or third, you get a bonus bet back up to $50. You win some, you lose more. 
for free information. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, let's have a look at the deductions here for ITAR, 8x9 and Colour Sergeant, 3x3. Uh, Loses with Vienna Princess at 3.40, opened at 3.30 this morning. 4.20 for Cosmic Minerva. Battleton going around again this week after... Getting up last week, 550, 550 major arty, Zushak 750, 750 Pizarro. Back of money, it's been best supported. And Brutality 18. Jeez, I tell you what, there's a few with uh, some form here, for want of a better term. <laughs> yeah, a few convictions. Speed wise, you've got Zushak, who I think does hold the front. Major arty keeps him company. Other than that, though, uh, I don't think there's a lot of pressure, so it probably comes down to. Uh, whether Major Arty's happy to hand up to Zushak and they can back off in the middle stages. You'd like to think Cosmic Minerva could be closer, uh, but you don't know what Cosmic Minerva's going to do. He half missed the start there last start, and that proved costly at the finish, Brody. Yeah, this is a very, very tricky race to dissect. I looked at the field when it came out. The Vienna Princess is going to be an absolute gift here, but there's a couple of big worries for me. Not only the speed map, as you did mention, Brad, but also this white gate. She's going to go back towards the rear of the field. I think she might be looking for a little bit further. I thought she'd be a miler, but they've stepped back in trip. You can never doubt Chris Swallow. I've got her on top, $3.40. I think I'll be keeping my powder dry. I've had a little spec this morning at about $3.20, but I might save it a little bit more for later just to make sure that this race pattern of the day, they're able to really run on. Major Arty, I'm filthy. I missed the $14 they open. This horse has trialled extremely well, formerly with Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, now with the Richard and Will Friedman team. This horse has trialled extremely well on a couple of occasions. Gets the one and a half kilo of Zach Lloyd. And I think it's going to sit just outside the speed, if not stalking Zushak. And if they do go slowly, this horse has got to turn a foot and he can be awfully hard to catch. Battleton did Battleton last week and got up when I did jump off him. So I've got to have him on numbers, but $5.50 is quite short for him. And Bizarro, the interesting horse... Another one that looks a bit tough from the speed map-wise, but comes over from Victoria. If it finds its best form, it's going to be right and well and truly in this race. But 7, 5, 3 and 4, it's another sit and pray for the speed map this afternoon with Vienna Princess. Yeah, it is a bit like that, 7, 2, 5 and 4, but I'm backing her class to get her home. Uh, I've got the same concern in terms of just coming back slightly in journey to 1,400 metres, but... Uh, shouldn't be too much longer before she finds herself back in black-type company. Uh, Vienna Princess should have won last, uh, put her role to the sword the start prior to that. So she is trending the right way, and I guess in this small field, uh, you're only giving away a couple of lengths head start there, turning for home to Zushak. Now, if it does turn into a bit of a, a walkathon early, he's not going to be easy to get past. Uh, he's very fit. He's got the 60 kilos on his back, uh, but yeah, I think at this stage of his campaign, you can probably roll a longer touch and, and prove hard to chase down. His 1,400 record speaks for itself, four starts for three wins. Major Arty, he's the other on, on speed horse. I didn't think he'd be so well found now after he went up considerably bigger odds, uh, but I do like the way that he's trialled as well. He's got a, a strong SP profile from last campaign, albeit he didn't win. And for Pizarro, another horse with a strong SP, $4.80 in a listed race at Flemington last start. Never really got into the race there down the straight. Forgive him that. He's better placed out to 1,400 metres, and he tends to race well at Randwick. 7, 2, 5, and 4. Yeah, look, Marlowe's going with number five on top, Majorati in race six, five, seven, nine, and three from Luke. Let's get into the quaddy legs. Race number seven kicks off the quaddy of Phillies and Mares, benchmark 78. Oh, Tilly's been well back to you this morning, Hurls. 
Yeah, it has. It's been the best back. It'll be a fairly quiet betting race. Burning Need comes out two by one. Uh, we've got 290 to 310 overriding. Otilly, now the new favourites. Uh, market has flipped. $3 to 320 back to 290 African Daisy, $11.950 Centerstone. Fear Nought at $10. 23 Siren Star. And again, 13 21 Missile Stand. Aaron Moore, 26 And Denny Gow is a $26 chance. So they have it between them as far as the market is concerned here, overriding Anatili, but Attili currently getting the nod, the better back to the two. He's going to find the front and does look to get complete control. That said, I wouldn't be too quick to think that overriding is an out-and-out back market. You go back to her first up win this campaign and she did settle outside of the leader. So I imagine there will be some intent here from the gate, Brody, to offset that and maybe camp outside the lead with African Daisy. Yeah, there's a spot just outside, one out, one back. I think that overriding can push forward because Aaron Moore likely lands in the box seat. But apart from maybe N again, absolutely no horse on the inside really shows any tactical speed. And I think overriding, they might take their chances here this afternoon because if it does land one out, one back, I think the three-old filly is going to be awfully hard to beat. I've got her on top. One, four, seven, and two, my numbers. Her campaign, it's all on paper for us all to see. It's been absolutely outstanding. I'm first up at Newcastle, sat outside the speed was all too strong and no to Drifter that day. The market didn't take any chances with her second up. Settled at the rear of the field in a really slowly run race and absolutely charged home. It looked all right to the eye, but when the numbers came through, because they went that slow, she really produced some big sectionals to get over the top before at Randwick last start. Kobe Jennings just had her really trucking along behind the speed. Just needed the gap to come for her to win. The gap came and she powered through. Although the form lines weren't franked as well last weekend as I was hoping so with the likes of West of Africa and stuff, but comes here fourth up. I think she's all upside overriding. Just the one query is the map, but Kobe Jennings, he's come to Randwick, no doubt. He would have had a good offering of a book of rides there at Wyong this afternoon. He's come here to Randwick, just the three rides, and overriding, no doubt, is the best of those. Centre Stone, I'm not too sure what to do with this horse. I think it's just been failing to run out the mile. Gets back to 1,400 metres. I'm not too sure if it's just the fitness base failing because she is a 17-10 winner at Ipswich, although it's much weaker grade last campaign. I think 1,400 metres might be a best trip and Brett Pollard board, I'm expecting them to be nice and positive from the low gate. Siren Star, got to have it in my numbers and the quaddy, $23. She was awfully unlucky first up and really toyed with her opposition last start, although she did beat Green Shadows. I think $23 is a fair price to find out. And O'Tilly, how do you line up midweek grade going into a Saturday, albeit gets all the map favourites. One, four, seven, and two. Yeah, I think it's a race that the market has pretty well cornered here with the top two really clearing out. Then you've got what Santa, Santa Stone there is a $9.50 third elect. But overriding on top for me, I think she can offset the wide gate there. Not only is she a very talented filly, but she is versatile as well. So she can stroll forward. Uh, she's fit. She's flying and just has to repeat what she's been doing most recently to get away with this. You're going to know your fate, though, in the first couple hundred metres. If she does find herself outside the lead, I think she's going to be very hard to beat. That's not to say Attili's going to be easy to get past. The market has found her now. Uh, She just has to replicate what she did there last start onto a track that's a little bit firmer. I think she liked getting her toe into the ground, but I do like the fact that Zach Lloyd sticks 
I imagine it'll be handlebars down and she showed last start that she can accelerate uh, on the back of a, a reasonable tempo. So catch me if you can. And then you've got the two back markers. If the leaders happen to overdo it, I don't see how they will. But if they happen to, Fear Nought has a nice profile for this. She's put together two excellent runs in races that read well for this behind Vienna Princess and then Samana and Siren Star. She also has the challenge in terms of replicating what she did last start onto a firmer deck. Uh, but she was a good winner there at Warwick Farm, beating Green Shadows. One, two, five, and seven. And Luke Marlow in race uh, seven with the four centre stone to beat two O'Tilly, one overriding and three African Daisy, four, two, one and three in race number seven from Luke. That takes us to race number eight on the card. And we've got a benchmark 78 here over the mile. Pretty open this one, Hurls. What's happening? All right, Harrow comes out three by two, the deduction. We go to a super pursuit, 750 to eight, seven to 750 for Ita. Stonecoats 440 to 4.20 this morning. Uh, she's a gift. 101 to 51. $9 to $8 silent agenda. Our favourite is Grisilla Styler. 3.70. Went up $5 on Wednesday. 71 Louvois. Tazarel. Uh, an $8 chance. Redwood Shadow 21. 61 Festival Dancer. Phillipsburg 41. And into summertime 14. This is the, thus far, uh, in terms of dollars held, this is the most popular runner on the program, Gristilla Styler. Got a few convictions to its name. Before I go on, uh, Brody <laughs> and Brad, did uh, Stonecoat kick back last start or did Excelidus turn it up? That is a very good question. I mm. would suggest that Stonecoat kicked back. I think he's more of a 1,600-metre horse as opposed to a 1,400-metre horse, and that stamina, that last little bit, just kicked into overdrive because you see him through the line. Uh, he was as strong as anything, that last 50 it metres. It was one so, of the biggest drifts I've seen on a Saturday, pretty yeah. much in history. It was $3.80. It was all the rage in the morning and must have paraded terribly because that's the only thing I could put it down to. It got out to $8. If I had uh, mucked around at the gates, probably would have hit double figures. There you go. Pay the believers. If you're stuck with him, I'm with him today, uh, but we'll get into that in a moment. So speed-wise, uh, he looks to find the front here. I think Tazarel probably comes across from the wide gate. There's no other alternative there uh, from that draw. Festival Dancer might be ready to show some more intent now, uh, getting deeper into a preparation out to the 1600 metres. And the same can be said for Louvois. He's been at his best in the past where he's been let run out in front. I don't think he's quite ready to push the button to that extent. Uh, it wouldn't be surprised at all to see a little bit more intent there early, Brody. Yeah, this is a really interesting speed map because I think Louvois holds as a key because if they kick up on the inside and opt to go hard, which they did last campaign, I think it really still set it up for Stone Coat. He is a really strong miler. I'm really hoping that Louvois doesn't do that because I want Grisilla Styler because I have it on top. Once again, I've fallen in once again to the four-year-old. He's done it to me, but $3.70, I think it's the fair price to find out for one last time D-Day for him. I'm hoping Louvois doesn't go hammer and tong up front because Stonecoat, if it is that little bit of slower race, a little bit more of a turn of foot sit and sprint, Grisilla Styler might just be able to get over the top at the $3.70 mark. I have to have him one last time this campaign was really good chasing Resonator with the 60.5 kilograms, drops four kilos off that run, gets up to the mile, fourth up. This is completely D-Day for him. If he doesn't do it today, I can officially put a line through him. Stonecoat, I agree with Brad. He's all upside this horse, and he's tough. He's so tough. He's got the 61 kilograms. That won't worry him. He gets up to the mile, which he will love, and the last time he was over the mile was in South Australia. Defeated Dashing, who went on to win a host of races in Victoria as well during the winter. Tazarel, $8. Good support. 
support early with the tab. Not too sure what to do with this horse, but the market's suggesting he might be ready to rock and roll this afternoon. First up over the 1,400 metres last campaign. Led them up, defeated by Bluff and Bluster. Just really out-sprinted by a length and a half. Second campaign with the Snowdens. I'm expecting him to run vastly improved this preparation. Not too sure if you want to find him over slightly further. He's a winner over the mile and the 1,900 metres over in Europe. And from gate number 12, I wouldn't be surprised if they do try to roll forward with him. And Silent Agenda was very unlucky last start behind Battleton, charging from the rear of the field. And a good case to be made, it probably should have won. But 7, 3, 9 and 6, it's D-Day. And one last time for Grisilla Styler. I've jumped off Grisilla Styler here. Uh, he's done me over too many times. But he's in the numbers. I'm inclined to keep him safe. Yeah, but he just keeps running on, doesn't he? He gets a, a likeable setup. But Stone Coat, for me, he just knows how to win. Uh, he's won four of his eight starts. And... I don't think he's done improving. He was a good winner there last start. We already touched on that, where he was up off the canvas over 1,400 metres. Second up, 1,600 metres. Do concede that there is more depth to this benchmark 78 than the one he won first up, but you think he can only improve off that. As I say, I love him out to the mile now. Six, Silent Agenda. He's been uh, sneaky good, and he's two runs back this time in. He caught the eye running on late behind Stonecoat first up, disadvantaged by a wide draw. That obviously ties in quite neatly here. And it was a similar story second up when charging late behind Battleton. Doesn't have the same excuse today. He draws a lovely marble. He's on the quick turnaround, out to the mile uh, with that low draw. Uh, he's got to be a player here at a reasonable quote. Seven, Grashla Styler continues to tease. I know his last win there was back in March 2022, but he has finished top four in eight of his ten starts since and one super pursuit. Uh, he's going to need some pressure up front here, given he's drawn barrier uh, well, barrier 11, he's got 61.5 kilos, but he does come back in grade and he looks well placed third up out to the mile. Three, six, seven and one. Yeah, Luke Marlowe in race eight, going with number seven, Gristilla Sylaf, to beat three, Stone Coat, one, Super Pursuit, and number nine, Tazarel. Seven, three, one, nine in race eight from Luke. Race number nine, it's the Robrick Lodge Eremine handicap. Oh, he was a great horse, Eremine, back in the mm. day. Benchmark 88, 1,800 metres here, Hurls. Uh, Bazooka and Verona come out as zero. We've got Bartholomew Darius up the top, thirty-four, $5 attractable. Our favourite bold Mac, $5 to $4. 21 to 26 at Wild Champ, first in line, $11. Logan Street Lion, uh, $6 to $7, 7 to $7.50. Max Schnell, Purple Sector, 19 to 21. United Nations, 13, 21. Royal Robins, King of the Castle, seven fifty. Went up $12 when the market first opened, so it's been very well supported and Welsh legend at $34. Pretty deep race. The market suggesting, well, they're just spreading their love around somewhat. Uh, I'd have to say Logan Street, Lion and Bold Mac, uh, and also United Nations have been well supported since the market opened. Yeah, interesting map here. Mark Schnell, does he cross Attractable or does Attractable punch up uh, and hold the front here? So they look the two on speed influences. Bold Mac holds a lovely trailing position from Barry 1. Very different scenario than the one that faced him a couple of weeks ago where he drew wide. Logan Street line maps to get the right run and maybe some intent early with Purple Sector just looking for a spot in behind the speed here, Brody. But the best day, of the, best bet of the day for mine comes up here. Horse number five, first in line. I think $11 is an absolute spoil for this horse second up. He brings some really, really nice form lines. Five, two, three, and 11, my numbers. Last preparation was only a couple of lengths off Arapaho in the listed Canberra Cup over 2,000 metres. Arapaho subsequently went on to win a Group 1 following that. The run before that here at Randwick over the 2,000, Drew the car park was a savage drifter all throughout the day. Had to do 
little bit of work outside the speed. Only defeated two lengths, and before that was a dominant winner, defeating Greek Hero at the Sunshine Coast. His first up run behind Super Strike had a good run behind the speed. In a fairly strong race, he got out, hit the line strongly under Ashley Morgan, went back to the trialers over the 1,200 metres behind Glinta Silver, who I do know the Pfeiffer team have some fairly lofty ambitions for that horse heading into the spring. And first in line, not only hit the line well, but he trucked past the post as well. I think it's going to be awfully hard to beat this afternoon, and he's the best bet of the day for mine by far. I think $11 is a great price, and I'm quite bullish on his chances. Attractable, $5 in for second, up to 1,800 metres, is a query with the 60 and a half kilos, but this horse is racing really well for the Ryan Stable. Bold Mac is old mate, Bold Mac, $4 and the founder once again from the inside gate. I think it's a push for that horse drawing inside, can get that smother and be safe for the one last run and King of the Castle best the rest. Five, two, three and one, first in line. Very keen this afternoon. And I'm going to throw another runner into the mix here, number six, Logan Street Lion. Now, he does have to turn the tables on a couple of his key rivals here, but last start, he was nine weeks between runs, so you'd think that he's the one with the most improvement. Coming through that, he maps to get the right kind of run. You look at his two previous uh, starts over the 1,800 metres, and they've been among the best in his career. So I think he's found the right race at the right time, and he's getting out to a very backable price now, uh, $7, and you might even get better, cl- come closer to jump. Then you've got the two on paces. They're both racing well. They're both hard fit, and they'll be hard to chase down. Seven, Mark Schnell. Uh, there's no reason to think that his form will drop off now. He did beat Zoom on two starts ago and then was just knocked off there over the concluding stages last uh, two attractable does he get the 1800 meters we're going to find out today what he does have is a ticker uh, he's been really in for the fight at his past couple he's chasing three on the bounce and aaron bullock sticks from last start and three bold mac you can be forgiving for last start uh, he had a, a lot go wrong he blundered at the start had to be used up to settle, settle outside the lead you go to his run prior to that uh, where he was just smothered in behind the speed and he too brings that zoom on form you'd think that'd seem hard enough to beat. So six, seven, two, and three. Luke Marlowe in race nine with the six on top, Logan Street Lion to beat three Bold Mac, eight Purple Sector, and 11 King of the Castle. Six, three, eight, and 11 in race number nine from Luke. Um, and that takes us to the last race then, race number 10 on the card, Furphy Handicap, benchmark 78,000 metres. Uh, rematch Passagiata and Omni Man after their last performance on the Kenzo. What's the betting telling us today though, Hills? Yeah, well, that's suggesting that Passagiato may turn the tables. That's at this stage, but if I'm looking at the money, I think there might be a bit of a... a uh, that gap will narrow as far as the market is concerned with Omni-Man. Uh, Rising comes out just that two-cent the win deduction. $34 Omni-Statement, three sixty for... Uh, no statement, rather. Omni Man at three sixty, twelve dollars. Trish State Troach thirteen, eleven Rubenocchi, American President at twenty six. Passagiata two ninety two seventy now two eighty makes it favourite. Poker Jack at ten dollars twenty three. Kashana Salir at fifteen. It's him from twenty one. Invincible Kiss fifty one. Rebel Dean at thirty four. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what the SP is for Passagiata and Omni Man. Especially thought Omni Man won fair and square last start. Yep, he certainly did. They'll scorch turf here. If there's a metres, there is some speed. Passagiata barrier one. Rubenocchi is a very fast mare in her own right. So is Pokerjack. No statement. Has got 900 metre speed. Omni Man. Troach drawn wide. So, yeah, it'll be on in the early stages, Brody. This is going to be a fantastic race to close off the day. I can't wait for this. They're going to go so hard up front. And I'm quite keen to take on Passagiata because... From the inside gate, yes, she does get a slight weight swing off Omni Man, the three and a half kilo weight swing. 
but with all due respect to Passage Giardi, she was, he, she was hand, handily beaten by Omni Man. And this is a much tougher race as well. Two, ten, six, and nine. My numbers, I've got Omni Man on top. As mentioned, you do have, to have that three and a half kilo swing, but you go from Amy McLucas to Adam Hieronymus, and who goes aboard from gate number nine in Hippo. I think he's going to give this horse every chance. And I don't mind the wide gate as well. He can come across from that draw and be awfully hard to beat. The 10 in for second. Now, Kashana. This horse has trialled up real well for the Freedman team. A couple of short trials over the 740 and 743 metres last month and hit the line quite strongly under a hold in both. Rory Hutchings was aboard in both trials and gets Tyler Schiller here from gate number 11. Might need to find this horse second up, but I'm confident it's going really well. Best form is over the 1,400 metres in France, so maybe horse to find second and third up. The sixth American president also specking this horse. Now with the Bourne Baker team, a couple of nice trials. The latest alongside Have Mercy. A couple of short trials over 843 metres suggest this horse is going really well. Race is best on a wet track. Uh, hopefully for connections, it can find a wet track in the next few weeks. But American president, I think it might run a sneaky race this afternoon. And King and Baker, when they've been combining the last few weeks, has been awfully hard to beat. And the nine is the best of the rest. Poker Jack, fresh off a break. Had a nice trial along side Iron Will. We'll get a nice line through those form lines earlier on in the highway. But Poker Jack with Amy McLucas claim will carry just the 53.5 kilograms. Really taking on Passage Yarda. $2.80 I think is crazy short. 2, 10, 6 and 9 in the last. If she does look well found, I've gone with Tri-State here, thinking the market's been a little bit too uh, quick to forget the best version of Tri-State. So as a three-year-old, he'd run third to Home Affairs and Pulele over 1,100 metres. So yeah, he typically comes to hand well fresh. He was a good winner there first up two starts ago where he beat, or two campaigns ago where he beat Devil's Throat. And last preparation, he was third behind Shades of Rose and Mautai. So I know his most recent two runs are a little bit below par and he does resume here on the back of one soft trial. But I like what he did in that trial. I think he gets a, a, the right setup here over a 1,000 metres, just camping behind the speed. Uh, hopefully he doesn't overdo it from there. And Jason Collett knows this horse well. So there is a bit of a discrepancy there in terms of his best and his worst form. But if the best version of Tri-State rocks up, I think he wins. Uh, for Troach, she's a classy filly in her own right. She's already a listed winner. Now, what do they do from the gate? I don't know. She's been at her most dynamic uh, when she's been allowed to, to let run and ride the speed. I don't think she's got that speed to get across from the gate. So it's a little bit tricky there for Zach Lloyd. Two Omni-Man. Uh, Brody pretty much made the case for him and, and why he's hard enough to beat. He applied the blowtorch there to Passagiata exactly the right time at the midweek's last start and ran out as a decisive victor. That's now four from four over the 1,000 metres. He's turning into a short-course specialist. And Passagiata... Uh, does get that three and a half kilo weight swing, punches up from Barry One. Catch me if you can. I think she's still learning to harness that speed, uh, but she's well found all the same. Three, four, two, and eight. Uh, Luke Marlow in the last going with number three, Tri Straight, uh, Tri State as well. So race ten, number three to beat two Omni Man, eight Passagiata, and four Troach. Three, two, eight, and four in the last from Luke. Okay, guys, that just brings us to your best bet, best value for the day. Firstly, to you, Brody. Race nine, horse number five, first in line, best bet of the day for me. Really, really keen to find this horse second up, up to the 1,800 metres. Lovely tick over trial. I think it's going to be awfully hard to hold out. And race one, horse number 14, private legacy. Drops right down in weight to the 52.5 kilograms, and the daughter of the autumn sun will lap up the 1,400 metres. Good on you, Brody. Thanks so much for your help again this week. Thank you, guys, as always. And Brad, to you, uh, best in value. 
Yeah, best for me, race eight, number three, Stonecoat. I think he can continue on his winning ways with that fantastic racing pattern of just getting out the front, out in front and proving hard to chase down. He's got a, a terrific will to win this horse, and I know that Adam Hieronymus is pretty confident going into today. And the best value, race five, number 11. You've got to read between the lines a little bit there with Capital Queen, but at $15, I'm happy to do so. One nice little soft trial, camps to get the right run, uh, and given the stable, happy to run her in, in good company at just her second career start on the back of a maiden win says to me that she's hard enough to beat so eight three best and a five eleven best value thanks brad we'll watch you on sky thoroughbred central thanks a lot thanks guys okay so there's brad gray now just recapping his best bets hurls i'll come to you in a moment for a jockeys and best backed uh best best of the day for brad gray race eight horse number three stone coat 420 on tab fixed odds uh, value was race five, horse number 11, Capital Queen. It's now a $15 chance on tab fixed odds. And from Brody Nixon, his best was race one, number 14. This is a good value bet. Uh, Private Legacy, it's an $11 chance on tab fixed odds. And in race nine, uh, number five, first in line, also at $11. Uh, Hurls, who would you say was the best back there at Ramwick and a jockey's challenge market as well? Yeah, we'll go with Grisilla Styler, mate. It's in race number eight as our best back. It's three seventy. It's just off the back of money. It's been best back as far as jockeys challenge is concerned today. Zach Lloyd at dollar seventy. Dylan Gibbons at four dollars. We've got eight fifty. Jason Collett. Adam Hieronymus. It's got a nice book of rides. Nine dollars. Rachel King fifteen. Fifteen. Tyler Schiller. Brett Preble and any other jockey option at forty one dollars. Ramwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm today races one to six. If your horse runs second or third. And for your first fixed odds win bet using your tab account, you get a bonus bet back up to $50, finishes second or third. For free and confidential support, 24-7, call the gambling helpline on 1-800-858-858. You win some, you lose more.